Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode about some NBA stuff, you know. My name's David, and here to talk about some free agency news. So, you know, it's been a lot of uh, free agency signings going on right now. I mean, is it a shit show when it comes to the Bucks and the Kings with Bogdanovich? Absolutely right. I mean, if they're talking about tampering stuff, I got news for you. Everyone fucking ta- fucking tampers, right? It's not fucking, you know, it's not a big deal. I mean, so what if, you know, you know they discuss, you know, free agency's uh, terms when it's not the regulated hours, right? I mean, dude, everything happens after hours. So, I mean, there's a lot of news um, it looks like the Suns are, like, signing a lot of people, isn't it? Like, damn, like, dude, they got Jay Crowder, they got, they got Chris Paul and stuff. I'm like, mm, well, man, they, they're, they're going for that AFC, right? AFC. And then you got, you know, Montrez Harrell signing with the Lakers. Um, you got Serge going to the Clippers. Um, yeah, yeah, fucking Gordon Hayward signs the Charlotte for fucking $120 million. Oh man, I don't know what to say about it. You know what? You know what? We'll sp- I'll, I'll, st- I'll speak on that right now, All right? So the first thing, first thing I thought, right? You know, the Charlotte Hornets sign Gordon. Actually, you know what? The Charlotte Hornets drafted Lamelo Ball, right? And I, I don't agree with it at all. Like, you know, whatever. It's right, but I gotta say, you know. I love Michael Jordan. You know, Michael Jordan is at least, you know, top two, right, of my favorite sports athletes of all time. You know, NBA athletes, right, basketball athletes, right. You know, on a given day, it's between him and Kobe Bryant, right. I love Michael Jordan. He was one of my heroes growing up. But Michael Jordan is the Michael Jordan of bad owners in the NBA. You gonna do this? Okay, fine. That's all I needed. That's all I needed for him to do that. And it, it became personal with me. I mean, I think that's what Max Kellerman said before. Like, like, dude, for amount, the amount of greatness he exudes on the basketball court, too, is reflected in the front office, too. The amount of just trash decisions being made for the Nets, I mean, the Hornets, right? Like, dude, like, unbelievable. I mean, dude, he, he's been with the Bobcats for a while. I mean, Michael Jordan basically had the worst NBA team ownership-wise in NBA history where, like, the, the Bobcats were, like, the worst team, like, by all metrics, right? It was so trash. And I forgot who they even drafted that year. Did they draft, you know, you know, M- MKG, Gilchrist? Michael Kidd Gilchrist? Did they draft him that year? I mean, that was, that was trash. He is super bust, right? It, it was ridiculous. And, you know, he just hasn't been making good decisions whatsoever. You know, that Nicholas Batum signing, I'm like, dude, that was trash. 
You know, Lance Stevenson was trash. They signed Terry Rozier. That was trash. They drafted, you know, Frank the Tank and then Cody Zeller. I mean, am I so out of touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. Dude, these are just trash after trash decisions, right? And then they got they got Mitch Kupchak up at the gym, right? Now, you know, Mitch Kupchak is, you know, seen as, uh, you know, kind of on and off when it comes to Lakers, right? I mean, for me, I feel like he's he did his job, right? I mean, he was under Jerry West. He was part of, you know, when Jerry did the three-peat Lakers and then Jerry left. And he took over, right? He traded for Pau Gasol. And, you know, he made the team that repeated with the Lakers, right? And then, you know, Jim Buss came in, kind of hampered, you know, Mitch Kupchak in a way where it's like, dude, we need to compete now. So he signed, he signed Mozgod, right? Y'all remember that, you know, that edit with Mozgod was like, you know, he scored like 99 points and like, I don't know, it was like 10 minutes. Like, it's some bullshit, right? Some error that I'll never forget. And then they signed Luel Dang, right? I wanted Luel Dang like four years before he signed with the Lakers, right? And then you see him on like the Heat or something. Like he was he was kind of semi-washed. And when he got the Lakers, he was super washed, right? And dude, he pulls out this sign with the uh, Gordon Hayward. I'm like, dude, what the hell is what is Mike doing? Like like, for me, if I was, you know, the owner for the Hornets, right, and LaMelo Ball went to me, like, LaMelo Ball, in my opinion, like, I could be wrong. I think he he's the most bust can. Well, like I said, my sons are like phones. I keep making them better and better. Candidate <laughs> of all these, like, you know, top rookie prospects, right? Like... Like, nothing about him, like, exudes me as, like, I'm not really impressed with, like, this dude, like, potential-wise and what he's done on the court, right? It's like with the Lonzo Ball hype back then when he was on UCLA. I'm just looking like, dude, like, like, so what? Like, this dude does not, he has red flags. Like, Lonzo Ball had red flags. Like, dude, he can't. You can't, like, his offensive mechanics are just bad, right? And, you know, in the NBA, in this kind of NBA, right, you need some good basketball offense mechanics, right? And what is this, like, his fourth season? Like, dude, Lonzo Ball is still correcting his offensive mechanics, dude. And... He's looking to be kind of injury prone right now, it seems like. I mean, this guy seems to always get injured. I don't know if it's because of his core or something, but, you know, that's another another topic. But, you know, if I was the Hornets, I would have traded down. I know the Knicks, there was rumors that the Knicks were willing to part with, like, their eighth pick and R.J. Barrett, too, or Mitch, you know, Mitchell Robinson, right? Dude. I would have traded with the Knicks for that, right? If I'm able to get R.J. Barrett, and then on the A spot, I would have drafted, like, what, Killian Hayes? Or, actually, you know, Killian Hayes got picked, like, you know, at, under the Trip Pistons. But if I were to get, like, the, I, don't, I don't know, like, 
whatever, like Tyrese Halliburton or whatever, these like point guards and stuff like that. Dude, like, I'm all for it. The Hornets need as much talent as possible. Right? I mean, Devontae Graham's good and all, but this is all he's going to be, in my opinion, right? Dude shoots 40% from three. Okay. Yeah, he, I think he attempts like eight, you know, attempts per three. If I remember correctly. There's some high number, but he also shoots like 40% from two, right? So that's the duality of the NBA today, right? Where people are favoring the three-point, you know, shot. But, I mean, dude, come on. Come on, Mike. You drafted LaMelo Ball. All right, whatever. You know, you're willing to take a risk. But you signed Gordon Hayward, $120 million for four years. And the, the, the goddamn cherry on top of it is also stretching out Nicholas Batum's contract. Which doesn't even make sense, right? Like, did you want Gordon Hayward that bad that you were willing to give this dude like, like forty million? Like, per year? I mean, I mean, you think about it, like Nicholas Batum's old. Like, I think like it's eighteen million, right? It would have expired the next season, so he's off the books, right? You stretch them out for the next three years, meaning you div- you uh is it eighteen million? Or is it twenty seven million? Because if you stretched it out and you give you room give yourself room for like nine million, it's basically, you know, seen as Gordon Hayward's paid thirty million a year, and that nine million space that you stretched out for Nicholas Batum. You basically just add that nine to Gordon Hayward's contract and it's seen as like 40 million contract. I mean, like, dude, what are you guys doing? I mean, I understand that, you know, the Hornets are not going to attract free agents whatsoever. You have to overpay, right? I understand that. Overpay and stuff like that, right? But to overpay to the extent of, you know, a Gordon Hayward, right? He hasn't even looked the same since his injury, and he's always been injured every season after that. So I just don't understand the move. Like, you know, in like let's just say let's just play devil's advocate, right? I'm pretty I'm pretty bad at that, you know. Like I'm pretty off on this contract, but let's just play the devil's advocate. You know, what are the good things, right? So the good thing is, you know, you know, Gordon Hayward hours like seventeen points. Like he'll give you like 17, 5, and 5 as a fourth option on, you know, 45, 38, and like 80. Some something like that. In the range of that. He gives you great numbers as a fourth option. So now you're expecting him to be the number one option or the number two option, right? Where is the number one? He has to be number one option either way, because he's better than everyone on the Hornets team either way. Right? So let's say he is the number one option again. When he was putting up 22 points on, like, I don't know. I think he was putting up, like, 45 to, like, between 45 to 48% from two and, like, 38 from three, right? So it's in that range of Utah, you know, stats, right? You're expecting him to put those kind of numbers as well as playing, you know, three and D defense and stuff like that. So 
You know, he he's you know he's like thirty years old. He'll be off the contract of thirty four, and it'll be the time where you got to pay like Lamella Ball and stuff like that. So I I mean I understand it. You know, he gives veteran presence. He allows. He's a shot creator. He allows you know pressure off the young rookies that, you know, the Hornets have, right? I'm not even big on the rookies either way, right, that the Hornets have. They have, what, P.J. Washington? They have the Miles Bridges guys. Like, those guys just seem like role players to me. So they're not, like, all-star prospects, right? Like, like say what you want about LaMelo Ball. Like, you know, I can hate on LaMelo Ball all day, but he is an all-star prospect, right? Like, the goal for the Hornets was to tank for next season again. To get more talent, but you know the problem with Michael Jordan is like the dude is so competitive, like he just hates losing, right? So he like he will interfere in a way where you know he he wants to like you know make pushes for the playoffs because in his head he thinks you know more experience for his players, like you know they'll always get better because once you know playoff they play more games you get better, right? I mean that's the theory. And Michael Jordan hates tanking. Like, like he feels like, you know, the culture of tanking is bad and stuff like that. But, you know, the problem with that thinking is Michael Jordan is emulating his thoughts on the Hornets. Like, the Hornets, don't, the players that they have, they don't give a fuck, right? They don't care about basketball as much as Michael Jordan does. And, you know, I, I, would, I do wish the success on my, uh, the Hornets, right? Because you would still be able to see Michael Jordan in the NBA in some kind of capacity. When it comes to like watching like them play basketball, right? But you won't really see Mike a lot because the Hornets are trash. So you know his way of thinking is like it's like that problem with Magic Johnson and Lonzo Ball again. Like he's giving you advice of like you know like ball placement and passing to Lonzo Ball. Like he sees. And the problem is, Lonzo Ball's like, dude, like, what are you talking about? There's, like, that difference of basketball IQ, vision, and everything, right, that he's trying to emulate to him. But, dude, the the amount of pressure and insight you're giving, you know, from your point of view will be totally different because you're an all-time great and you're a legend, right? You're a legend for a reason. And these kids are basically on the come up trying to get to your level. So it's just kind of, it just doesn't work, right? So that's why the best approach that the Hornets should have done was do what OKC is doing, is accumulate as much picks as possible, take bad contracts, but also get as much picks so you can keep on accumulating more and more talent that's what the Hornets are lacking. It's just talent, right? Like, I know P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges. I've seen, like, stuff where they're they're pretty good on defense when it comes to, you know, perimeter defense and stuff like that. I've seen Devontae Graham. Yeah, you know, he's good. But you need great talent in order to win the NBA. I mean, it's just that simple. And you need to, you know, you need to have as many shots on the lottery as possible. And that's just that simple. Michael Jordan, you know, he doesn't want to lose. And that's always been his, you know, 
his problem is that competition addiction where he just doesn't want to lose but you know he's feeling you know kind of helpless in a way where he's not the one contributing to the winning and losing physically he's contributing the losing to it you know from a non I should say this from a just from the front office perspective, where he's he's using his mind and basically in this decision instead of his body, and you know I just I just don't get it, dude. Sometimes like dude, like come on, bro, you had a good thing going and then you just mess it all up. So all in all, you know I, I gotta say, you know Hornets, like I do hope you know Gordon Hayward does you know do well. I, I don't believe it's gonna be a Nicholas Batum kind of contract where Nicholas Batum signed it. And he was just trash. Like, he was good in, like, the first season. And he just fell off, right? I think it was because of injuries and stuff like that. But other than that, like, so what? Right? You know, the Hornets, like, dude, you might, you need to, you need to, you need to relax, right? I mean, you know, I feel sorry for the Hornets, Hornet fans. Like, do you see them all, like, you know, depressed and all that? Like, what the hell is Mike doing? I'm saying that as well. What the hell is Mike doing? You know, the next, moving on to the next thing I want to talk about as well is the Montrez Harrow and, you know, the Serge Ibaka sign, right? So at first, you know, Montrez Harrow signs with the Lakers, right? And the interesting part was that, not that he signed a low money deal, right? It was the fact that he was signed under Clutch Sports was was what you know surprised me the most. Like, like for me, like I don't even think Montrose is even that good. Like, like people are hyping him. Oh man, Lakers, we got six man of the year candidate. We got two six man of the year candidates. You know, he averaged nineteen and I don't know seven. Then a shorter average, 19 and 5, right? Like, dude, we got our bench, you know, set already. Like, ooh. You know, that, you know the, the Clippers, like, their bench depth is, you know, terrible and blah, blah, blah. First of all, as a Laker fan, right, I don't like to sign on because Montrezl Harrell is overrated to me. Like, dude, like, what does Montrezl Harrell bring? He does not bring defense whatsoever. He can't rebound, right? I mean, just because he's averaging 19 and 7, it's because he was playing like 30 minutes, right? So he had to put up big numbers and he was playing with basically Kawhi and Paul George. Now he put those kind of numbers before Paul George and, you know, Kawhi was there. But you got to think, like, dude, like, the Clippers bench was basically better than their starters, right? I mean, they played, he was playing starter minutes and he was basically the offensive threat besides Lou Williams. Right. I mean, you know, yeah, you had Gallinari and Tobias Harris, but I mean, still, like, he was like the, he's one of the big offensive threats. And, you know what? I take that back. I think they were kind of even when they had Tobias and Gallo. But, you know, for him, like, all he does is score. You know, he doesn't make a jury to anything besides scoring. So, like, People are going to be, like, 
expect him to put up these, you know, gaudy numbers, it seems like. But, you know, to me, he's just a role player. He's nothing more than a role player trying to pass stats. I mean, he was he was bad in the freaking playoff series. I mean, whoever was watching, he was terrible. Right? He he couldn't he doesn't box out. Like he 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 let, you know, Porzingis, you know, smoke him. Right? And then the next series, like he wasn't even doing that well either way as well. Like he got exposed, like like I mean, like what are you expecting now? You wanna use So you, you wanna use his prior, I guess, playoff series and season averages, like to say, oh man, you know, we got this and that. Like, dude, cool your horses, bro. Like, like this dude to me is so overrated. Like, it's not even it's not even funny, dude. But the Clippers were able to replace him with Serge Ibaka, right? So I think the Clippers got better without him. So there's that thing, right? But, you know, it's kind of confirms that Andres Harrell is basically the leak when it comes to all the locker room antics and stuff like that. Like, I do know, I feel like this dude hates Paul George. And, you know, in a way, Paul George is uh is a goddamn he's he sucks right like goddamn like you try to put up all these you know you know motivations and stuff like that and people are looking at your performances in the playoffs like dude like why are you even talking like you're putting up 13 percent from like you know the game and you're like trash i mean this dude freaking shot and hit the backboard on the side like like, who are you to come and tell me to do my job, right? Basically, that's what Montrezl Harrell was leaking to Shams and stuff like that. Like, like Shams was basically, like, pointing out all the antics with the Clippers, of what the arguments were going to happen. Like, dude. Like, he, it just basically confirms that he is the leak. And... You know, he signed with Clutch Sports. It was only a matter of time before this dude comes to the Lakers. I feel like everyone from Clutch Sports is always going to end up in the Lakers, it seems like. Or whatever LeBron's team. You know, in my opinion, like, this seems like LeBron's basically his free agency pool where he let he gets to choose who's under Clutch Sports to come to the Lakers and help improve his team. But, you know, that's, that's my own opinion, right? But it seems like it to me. So... So that's, you know, that's another topic. But, you know, with Surge coming to the Clippers, right, they do get veteran presence. Um, they are able to, you know, get a defensive anchor because, you know, Zulak is not really a defensive anchor whatsoever, right? Like, like yeah, he'll give you some rebounds and give you some points, but, you know, he just, he's just not good defensively. And, you know, Surge... Surge gives you what you need. Defensive anchor, stretch four, you know, defensive IQ, veteran presence. You know, he improves the Clippers. And they're trying to sign Marcus All right now. Marcus All's washed, but still, you know, giving you some good minutes still off the bench. Veteran presence. He'll still be able to play, play make for you. 
and he'll hit the occasional shot, but you know, you're going to need as much veteran presence for, you know, a one-year run for the championship. I mean, the goal for the Clippers is the championship. is not to end the Western Conference Finals or whatever. It's, it's, it's the chip, and you, you got to go all in, right? You got to go all in, like. Like, what's the point of, you know, selling your future and all this stuff? I mean, you got, what's his name, Luke Kennard or something? Something Kennard, right? But that dude's pretty good from the Pistons, right? From what I've seen, he's pretty good. And you replaced him with uh, Landry Shamit. Landry Shamit could not score in the playoffs whatsoever. He was so bad as well. So, I mean, dude, you know, we'll see what happens. Where with Tyron Lu can revamp the Clipper offense as well as you know take control of the Clippers locker room, but we know we'll, we'll see what happens. I mean, are the Clippers done? You know, probably not. I mean, are, are they willing to go all in and trade for someone? You know, get rid of Lou Williams, get rid of Patrick Beverly to bring in another guy. You know, you know we'll see, right? But you know, free agency is shaping up to be pretty interesting this uh this year pretty interesting you know the one free agent that i'm wondering if he'll be moved before he even starts a game it's gotta be john wall right john wall is you know when healthy he was one of the best point guards in the NBA, right? I mean, this dude's averaging 20 and 10 like nothing, right? He's averaging 20 and 10 with an inconsistent Bradley Beal who was injured in his earlier seasons as well. He was putting up great numbers. I mean, this dude, John Wall, was one of the fastest point guards in the NBA, dude. Like, he was fast. He'll give you 20, 10. He'll give you, like, two steals. I mean, he was great defensively. Like... Like, that John Wall is done. Like, you ain't never going to see that John Wall ever again after those two injuries. Like, we don't even really know what happened to his leg, his Achilles, or his, you know, ACL or whatever. He say he fell down the stairs or something, right? You know, when you say you fell down the stairs, that's like an excuse for something else you were not supposed to do, right? I mean... Like, like you remember, like, back in the day where, like, let's say you got into a fight and you didn't want to tell, like, your parents and stuff, like, oh, you know, I hit, like, I fell and I hit the doorknob. Like, it's almost kind of stupid-ass excuse like that, right? Well, that's how I see that, that you know, falling down the stairs story with, you know, John Wall. Like, he got to be doing something he wasn't supposed to do, right? And to say he fell down the stairs and it ruptured his, you know, Achilles or whatever his leg injury was, it's like, dude, like... Like, come on, bro. Like, is that really the, is that really it? I mean, dude, we haven't seen John Wall in, like, two years, basically. I mean, look, I mean, Klay Thompson is going to be, like, the same thing. We're not going to see Klay Thompson for, like, two years, right? So, John Wall is going to suit up for the Wizards. And, you know, at first when the Wizards um, Coming in, they're thinking, like, should we trade Bradley Beal for some more picks and stuff like that? You should have done it then, right, if you were trying to tank, right? I mean, you're going in for Rui Hachimura and, you know, Denny Avidija, whatever his name is. 
right? Denny, right? And you got, you know, Bertans signed up. Like, you should have just kept on tanking, right? If you just, if you're really all in on this rebuild, but you know, you're trying to see what you have right now with, uh, with Bradley Beal and John Wall coming back. Thomas Bryant. So, this is going to be interesting next season. We'll see how, how good this Danny Kidd is playing because, you know, he was being held back in the, the Europe League. I mean, dude, like, for... He had games where he was, you know, playing putting up good stats, and then the next game, he's, he just doesn't get any playing time whatsoever at all. And then, you know, they won the championship, like, a season that... Before his draft, and then Amari Stoudemire is the Finals MVP. I mean, dude, Amari Stoudemire is washed. Like, and by NBA standards, he's washed. So, it's funny how Amari actually, you know, got Finals MVP and won a championship there in the, in the what, for Tel Aviv? So, you know, the Wizards, John Wall, you know, he they're trying to think of getting a trade for him for Russell Westbrook kind of swap contract and stuff like that. And, you know, John Wall didn't like that. So he said, you know what? If you really want to trade me, fine. You know, I want out, right? The thinking is, you know, the Wizards want to maximize, you know, see what they got, right, with Russell Westbrook, Bradley Beal, you know, Hachimura, and you know, Bertans, and we'll see what we'll go from there, right? I mean, you have Scott Brooks as, their, as his former coach. There's the connection there going from OKC, and they think, let's see what they got, what they got before, uh, you know, shipping out Bradley Beal. But, you know, Wall took offense to that. I mean, he said, you know what? You know, I've been here, been loyal. You know, he likes the Wizards, so he likes his position, and he thought, you know, took it offense. Like, dude, like, so you really don't want me? Fine, then. You know, trade me. You know, good thing he signed that. You know, Max, right? And he got injured, like, the next week. Like, dude, how eerie is that? Where, basically, you know, it's a good thing that he did sign that Max. So, John Wall. Does John Wall even have anything left in the tank? Like, like just think. I mean, yeah, you can watch the workout videos and stuff like that. So what? Like, look at the Carmelo Anthony workout videos, right? Carmelo Anthony is not who he once was. Like, it's so easy to say like that. Like, I don't know why people are so delusional to say, come on, Anthony, you know, deserves more than, you know, deserves more than he's paid from the Portland Trailblazers, right? I mean, he re-signed it for the minimum. The Portland Trailblazers are like, you know, they're looking pretty good right now, right? But, you know, he's there probably for locker room presence or whatever, but, you know, you know, Aaron Gordon, he's, you can see his workout videos. He looks good, right? I mean, he was playing, like, all these dribble moves and stuff like that against, like, KD and company. But if you watch him play in the NBA, like, dude, he ain't playing those kind of dribble moves, right? Like, all these all these workout videos are just to show you that, you know, hey, you know, look at what these guys are working on right now. That's basically it. It's just a, It's just nothing but a hype video. So, you know, for John Wall to play against, like, the Nets players and their facility and stuff like that, 
Like, just to watch him play and, you know, drive it in. Like, yeah, he looks good. Of course he looks good. Like, he's, those videos are meant for him to look good. Right? So, I don't really hold too much stock in that. And then you see some reports saying that, you know, John Wall, the legendary, you know, gang sign John Wall. Right? Like, he, he was flashing gang signs with some fucking dude. And then the wizard's front office didn't like that. I mean, dude, come on, man. Like, dude, get out of here with that stuff. Like, dude, like how archaic of a thinking do you got to be from the front office? Like, dude, like, oh, we're turned off by that gang sign stuff. Like, dude, this dude's been doing that stuff on the court, right? He's been doing gang signs off the court, and you didn't really care about that seems like but now that you do care it's because he's expendable to you that's why right it's like the saying goes where you know you you're you're willing to you know let things slide because you know the talent of the, the guys you're willing to take this problem so like like all right you know brush is probably oh yeah but yeah but he yeah he flashes gang signs but he still averages 20 and 10 he's an all-star like ooh, like that's fine you know he seems like a good locker room presence either way but now that this dude's kind of looking, like, expendable. Like, dude, get John Wall out of here. That's what they're thinking. So, does John Wall have anything left in the tank? You know, I hope so, dude. Like, dude, like, John Wall was great, you know, for the NBA. You know, he was he was exciting. And, you know, hope if they do trade him, like, he gets put in a position where he can actually contribute for a team to win in the – uh in the NBA for a championship because, uh, you know, I, I would like to see John Wall in a competitive team. I don't know if the Clippers are willing to go all in for John Wall or whatever. because they, they need a point guard, right? They need a playmaker. You know, Rondo's gone. He went to the Hawks. Um, I don't know what's up with D. Rose, right? D. Rose might be, you know, available. Um... Who else they found the market as a point guard, right? It's a playmaking point guard. Uh, who knows? But, you know, John Wall, hopefully he gets a shot, dude. Like, you know, the Wizards. Who knows what the Wizards are doing? You know, more NBA news coming out. And people getting signed. I gotta say, dude, like, isn't it weird, like, how some of these these contracts, you gotta be thinking, like, wasn't the salary cap decreasing because of this COVID thing where they lost so much profits and people are still signing, like, a lot of money, like, like, the NBA, like, are they, like, anticipating, like, a cap increase or whatnot? I mean, yeah, like, you know, dudes, um... That dude's like getting paid like eighty million. Like, you know, Casey Casey Poop signed for like eighty million, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? One of the Morris twins of the Clippers signed for eighty million. Like, what the hell is going on? You know, Bertans. You can make the argument Bertans deserves that way more because he was averaging like forty, like forty plus percent from three. Like, he was putting up some super efficient numbers, right? Like, you know, Joe Harris was 
getting paid like 80 mil. Fred Van Fleet is getting paid like some crazy numbers, man. And the NBA contracts, like, they are they're super high, dude. Like, damn, dude. Like, like as the are they like, like I don't understand. Are they anticipating? Like, I thought the salary cap was decreasing. Like, you can understand, like, yeah, you know, De'Aaron Fox signed for, like, 163 mil. Like, their max extension, you know, Jason Tatum signed for 163 mil. Like, damn, dude. These dudes are set for life. Like, just for life. Like, 160 million just to pay for basketball. Dude, I love basketball, bro. I wish they gave me some of that money, dude, but. You know, we well deserved. I mean, these dudes are like at the peak of their craft, and you gotta respect it, right? But you know, only thing what I find interesting was that you know the NBA, like you know, they didn't want to do that Black Lives Matter stuff, like, and then all of a sudden, like, there's a Black Lives Matter stuff still happening, like, you know, they, they, I think they're testing the waters, right? Like, all right, what's acceptable for their fan base and what's not, because like, dude. You know, they, they really want to get their fan base, you know, their TV ratings back up because, dude, they're losing a bunch of money. So, there's that. But, you know, I'm looking forward to more Waj, Waj and Shams uh, tweets just to see who signs who. There's a bunch of free agencies, free agents that uh, still haven't signed yet. You know, I wonder what the Hawks are doing. They're like, they're pretty uh pretty building some interesting stuff and then they got Gallo, they got uh got Rondo now. Dude I don't know if they're gonna sign John Collins. I don't know why. Like is John Collins like so bad to them or what? You know, like John Collins is like putting up all star numbers. He's putting up like twenty two and nine. That's like all star numbers. Right? So what's up with that? I mean they got a bunch of talent. See the the Hawks did a good right. Right, they tanked, and you know they traded all their stuff to accumulate more picks. They're always in the top ten. It seems like when it comes to draft picks, and that's what the Hornets should have done. But you know, Mike is fucking stupid when it comes to this comp- competition shit. So you know, I don't think the Hornets uh, could have could have stayed for long in you know the uh, shadow realm of uh, of being you know. Last place, right? So they're stuck in limbo when it comes to the eighth to tenth spot, where they're not going to win championship whatsoever. But hey, you know, chance for playoffs, right? But yeah, there's that. I guess Thanksgiving's also canceled, which is stupid. You know, Gavin Newsom's stupid. But you know, this pandemic stuff is getting it's getting old because you know so much hypocrisy going on, but. You know, I still want to say to y'all, for all who's listening, you know, thank you very much. You know, um, hope y'all stay safe. Um, if you can probably give me a follow on, you know, plus my YouTube channel where I put basically segments uh, clipped up on Just Don. Or you can give me a follow on Instagram, uh, same thing, Just Don. That'll be appreciated. Hope y'all stay safe and I'll see y'all next week. And I'm out. Fucking peace out, y'all.